Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Level Up and Live podcast. I'm your host, Sean Myers, joined by my co-host, Ewan Heinemeyer. Today, we have a phenomenal guest who's not only dominated the basketball court, but has also conquered the world of business and leadership. She played NCAA basketball on scholarship, leads a nonprofit, and has been running successful businesses alongside her husband for over 18 years. A true powerhouse and a mom of two amazing boys. Before we jump into today's show, we want to give a huge thank you to all our listeners for the love, support, and positive feedback you have given us. We have been working hard behind the scenes to bring you excellent content and guests to the podcast. Please don't forget to download our free guides and planners in the show notes to help you on your journey of becoming the best version of yourself. Without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to the incredible Jody Cameron. So, we have a serial entrepreneur, business owner, author, marketer, mother of two, NCAA college sport, just excellence, and all these things. And my question to Jody, my first question is just burning on my mind. I was all the things I could ask. My first question in my mind was, "How tall are you?" Because she said <laughs> she was recruited for rebounding, and. <laughs> And she said she's 5'10". And if that doesn't say a lot, everything you might need to know about this woman, uh, that she is uh, a powerhouse, uh, I don't know what does. Who, who at 5'10 can go to college sports in basketball and be recruited to jump high against you know, 6'2", six, 6'4 six, six, people? So to me, that just speaks volumes. So I'm just very excited. Um, Jody, I just said a lot right there. If, if you, you know, what, what is a little introduction you could give to the audience about yourself? Oh, well, hey, thank you so much. Thanks for that. Um, hi, everyone. You know, for me, I, I grew up in a really strong leadership household and I started playing basketball in elementary school when they started girls sports, you know, like, um, and I, I don't know, I just, I had a love for the game and um, loved playing pickup, you know, games with guys and didn't really get into any of the girl drama um, that was surrounding me and uh, ended up having the opportunity to play at a D2 NCAA school and um, what for one of the most winningest coaches in the NCAA. I mean, it was a really great experience. We went, um, you know, to playoffs every year and and I did get recruited for um, for rebounding. Um, great. And I, and I couldn't even jump the highest. It was crazy. Like I was one of the, the smallest girls on my team, um, but I, I loved to be scrappy and I loved to hustle and um, you know, tried to have a good sense of where the ball, not where it was, but where it was going to go. And so um, I think there's plenty that I learned on the court, almost more than I learned in the classroom. Um, I did get my bachelor's in business management and I learned a lot in the classroom. Don't get me wrong, but um, I definitely learned a lot of life skills and lessons on the court that have carried me um, through my career and through all of the, I love how you said a serious entrepreneur. That's true. Um, my husband and I have been married for almost 18 years next month. Um, and we have had many businesses, some have crashed and burned and some have been great and, um, a huge blessing in our life. So yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. Jody, what would, so you say NCAA, I played, I I was telling you before, uh, before we shot the podcast that I myself got a scholarship. I was a walk on and I had to earn my way, right? I had that underdog mentality Mm -hmm. and back was up against the wall. That's where you shine. Right. And so you said you were scrappy. You said you had to put the hustle on the grind. So I know that terminology and I know a lot of people that are listening to this show, they kind of have that same mentality. Hey, whatever it takes. So I'm curious what separated the difference between when you had, when you got that scholarship, I know what it takes to get a scholarship. 
what separated the difference between you getting that scholarship and the rest of the people that didn't get the scholarship? Like what did, what was that one or two different things that you did differently in, in, um, in playing in the NCAA and getting the, the scholarship? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it was, I was just, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with the, the idea of playing in in college. Like it was a dream that I had starting when I was 12 or 13. I had, I'm from the Pacific Northwest and um, on the West side of Washington state. And so when I was growing up, I had Husky blue, I mean, purple and gold all over. So I, I played for a high school that was blue and white, but I had purple and gold all over my room. When I started driving, I printed out these little tiny, like D1 player and I put it in my rear view mirror, um, you know, so I could see it every day. I put it, you know, put D1 player all over um, my room and, you know, everywhere I could go, my binders at school. So it was constantly in front of me and I was just obsessed with the idea of playing basketball in college. And so I said no to a lot of things that people said yes to. Um, I spent a lot of Friday nights by myself as a high school student. Um, you know, I, I was at school before the janitors, I got the keys to my high school and the alarm codes. Um, and they would let, I got to go in early morning before school started and I was in there just grinding, you know, shooting and, um, mostly by myself. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I got better, like really good at rebounding because I was shooting so much and I had to go get the ball. Um, whether I made it or not, I was constantly going towards basket and following the, you know, the line of the ball. So Sometimes our biggest um, challenges become our biggest blessings, um, yeah. you know, and I think just putting in the time and being willing to say no to the things that were really popular or um, what other people were doing or even my teammates, you know, why are you here? Why are, why are you staying late? Like, weren't you here before school? Um, and I was just obsessed. I just wanted it so bad. And so um, I did get recruited by UW. Uh, which mm. is the Huskies here in Washington State. The recruiting coach loved me. Um, I went and tried out with the girls. The girls loved me. Um, but for whatever reason, the um, assistant coach at the time, he had uh, he had watched me play two years earlier when I was a sophomore in high school. And he just didn't want me to play for them. And so he just had something against me. I don't know what it was, but I think it was God um, just ordering my steps. And mm. he, um, you know, he really opened up the doors for a school that I didn't even apply to. And they saw me at the high school state tournament um, and recruited me. And so I ended up having a great career there and loved it and learned so much. But I think it was that obsession um, and the just the uh, audacity, I guess, to say no to the things that other people would say yes to. Um, you were, and, you said, uh, I was just going to say, just so, so yeah. you said at like 12, 13, you, you had this vision, you were going to do that, that tenacity. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so you're 5'10", uh, not to keep coming back to your height, because 5'10", <laughs> like it's for... for a uh, lady is, is a girl. It's, you know, what, it's what were you, tall. what height were you at, at 12? I was 5'10". Yeah, I was, I was done. Yeah, I was, I was the tallest. Um, I was the tallest. I was taller than most people that I knew. <laughs> yeah. How, so um, I was, I was curious, like how did, when you said that, that was your dream, that's what you wanted to do. How, how did people respond to you? Were they like, no, you're crazy. You know, who, who does that? You know, or how did they respond? To, what was the response to your, your vision, your dream? Um, I mean, I think, you know, thankfully my parents were really supportive. Um, you know, they were always, they weren't the, you can do anything you want kind of parents, you know, because I think they knew, um, you know, 
usually um, God does give us gifts and talents and uh, we do have things that we can do better than others. And those are the things that we should focus on, you know, and, and I think a lot of times people choose um, to do things that they're not actually really good at um, because it seems more of a challenge instead of like taking their natural gifting and, and making that shine, you know, cause I think sometimes the things that we think um, just come easy are, are easy and everybody can do it. So why isn't everybody doing it? But no, that's your God given gifting to really hone in on and, and shine. So for me, I had the people that were closest to me that were really supportive. Um, of course you have your naysayers, um, you know, going to school and, um, even girls on my team and, and people at our school that, um, would give me a hard time for not going to the party or not, you know, doing the things that they were doing. Um, I was on student leadership and I remember we, um, we went to like a, a leadership thing, just the eight of us and a, you know, an adult, um, camping. And, um, and there was this 80 foot cliff that everybody was jumping off of. Um, and I was the only one that didn't. And they were all like, come on, like, we're all doing this. It's the, you know, thrill of the lifetime. And, and they all did it and they were all safe. Like nobody got hurt, thankfully. Um, but I walked down the mountain because I, you know, I was like, no, I'm playing college basketball and I'm not going to get hurt jumping off some silly cliff, you know, like find me in in 10 years, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You know, my daughter's 10 and I haven't had her listen to any of the podcast episodes yet. Yes. You know, we're talking to entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, leadership. So this is the first one I'm going to have my daughter listen to this. What you just said. (laughs) I love it. It's really, that's great. Awesome. It's to, to hear someone do that. Uh, this is this man. That's great leadership right there. Just being an example, um, ha- having the courage to, to say no to your friends, right? That's one yeah. of the hard things at that age. It's, it's very, yeah. as, you, as you get older, you could probably find it a little easier, but that age, that's just a great thing. And, and you said in your house, you had strong leadership. That was one of the first things you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was that like? Was that from your mom and dad? Yeah. I mean, my, my dad has been a pastor in the same church for almost 37 years. Um, and my mom has been, you know, a co-leader with him all of those years and they both grew up in pastors or missionaries homes. And so, um, they have brought a very strong, um, sense of purpose and passion, uh, into my life since I was a young kid, you know, and, I think they've been able to show me um, so much about life, and especially as a kid, um, I think they gave me the that um, temperament, I guess, of being able to say no and and still know who I was. And I mean, I I'm a girl, you know, so I definitely dealt with the mind monsters, and sometimes still do um, to this day, you know, of like, oh, I'm not good enough, or people don't like me, or um, I didn't get invited to that party or that birthday party, or you know. Um, and just like those thoughts can kind of grab a hold of you. But I think because of the parents that I had, um, I'm able to at least sort through it and name them, like name them what they are instead of being wrapped into it and, and uh, dictated to by all of those like negative thoughts. Um, my dad actually wrote a book called Mind Monsters and, um, you know, the negative invaders of the mind. And so then I wrote a kid's book about it just to help kids learn like what is faith and how do we use that to um, help us get through the hard things of life. And so we broke it down into an acronym. And I think that's really what's helped me so much is just focus on the positive, affirm yourself, imagine God doing something good, trust God in everything and hope for the best. You know, sometimes we're, you know, I don't know how many Christians you have listening to your podcast, but I think even if you, if you're not a believer in Christ, 
knowing that, you know, focusing on the positive is really important and affirming yourself and, and believing in yourself is really important. And then, you know, the last three, imagine God doing something good and trust God and, and hope for the best. Like, um, as a Christian, that is what has gotten me through a lot. And even when I go through tough times and, um, have those moments of, um, should I be here or I'm not good enough or whatever, I think growing up in that environment, all of, all of my life, um, and still having a really good relationship with my parents has been, um, has been a huge catalyst, I think. Yeah, it's beautiful. So have you, uh, Jody, have you heard the book? So when I'm, when I'm hearing you talking about do hard things, you're making, you're making some of the saying some of the wordage. I recently, before we shot the podcast this morning, I was on our, we run every Tuesday morning before podcast, me and Ewan mm-hmm. and Isaiah. And in one of the books that I shared with them was by Alex and Brett Harris. It, the book's called Do Hard Things. Have you ever read that book? You know, I've seen it, but it, I haven't read it yet. I yeah. feel like I would like it. <laughs> yeah. It made me think of you on what you were saying and some of the things, you know, just with having children. We don't have children. Me and my wife just have two dogs, but it talks about that in the book and it aligns it with Christianity and God and, you know, how a lot of teenagers and even early adulthood uh, going through going through life, just in general, sometimes we get content, sometimes we get complacent. And then what happens, we pick our head up in 30, 40 years of age and go, holy cow, I've just been existing. Well, this book, Do Do Hard Things and what you're talking about is, hey, step outside your comfort zone, step outside, get in that uncertainty. And if you you need to lean on somebody, whether that's your parents or a role model or a a coach or accountability partner. But what, what I'm learning more and more of, and you and knows this is like, man, if you don't have anybody to lean on, then the man above is the one to lean on. Yeah. Have a so face. Have a so mm. it's, so it's, good. every time a guest has come on here, it's like God has always been brought up. So, hey, if that's not saying something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it comes <laughs> up almost every time. And, you know, saying all, so saying all that, Jody, like we could roll right into how that's helped your businesses, like your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, <laughs> everything you've talked about. Leadership, tenacity, um, man, just everything you, you said right there as far as the, you know, trusting God, having hope and, and just taking that next step. Like that's, is that not, you do that in sports, you do that with your relationships yeah. and you do that in business too. It all relates, you know, and the stronger you get in one area, you can really rely on that in other areas. So obviously it's it rolled right in. And what I'm very curious in, you said earlier, you had some uh, multiple businesses, some have crashed and burned. And, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh, great. Can't wait to hear about the successful ones. Everyone wants to know, like, what's this crashing and burning? And what's so going to be so cool about this is that a lot of people crash and burn and they're done. Let me go get a job, right. get back right. to security. Obviously, that didn't happen for you. You know, you, you get knocked down, you get right back up, just like yeah. you did in basketball. Could, could you share some of that with us? Sure. You know, I mean, I think um, I think it's John Maxwell who said it, you know, failing forward. And um, I don't know if he wrote a whole book about it. I've, I've read most of his books, but now he just has so many. I, I can't keep up with them. But, um, you know, it, this whole concept of, of failing forward is is stepping out and trying something um, and taking the risk and it, and not being risk um, adversive all of the time, but sometimes risking exposure. Um, you know, and, and putting yourself out there and trying something. And if it flies, it flies. And if it burns, uh, you know, well, you get up and you learn from, learn from your mistakes and the things that you could have done better um, and, and move on and move forward, you know? And I think a lot of times people set up camp in the discouragement and the disappointment um, and the what ifs and the could it, you know, could have, should have, would have, and, um, almost nurse and rehearse the, the bad and, and the, the failure. And, and I'm guilty of that. I mean, 
I'm a perfectionist by nature. And so I've definitely gone through seasons of just like microscope focus on the failure. And, and that just doesn't get you anywhere. You know, it doesn't help your life. It doesn't help your relationships. Um, as a parent, you know, I can't, I can't sit in my failure for very long because I've got how, how two kids. How, how do you push through on that, Jody? Like, so on the, you know, you have that perfectionist mindset. A yeah. lot of people have it and it creates yeah. paralysis and they don't take action because it's safer to, to stay small and yeah. or, or not take that leap. Cause the, the fear yeah. of failure means, Oh, I didn't fail. It means I'm a failure. So how, how do you push past that? Cause you're, you're, man, you're being so vulnerable here, just sharing all this wonderful things that, you know, people don't get to hear or see most of the time. They just see the success. How, how, yeah. how do you deal with it? Well, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think it's the, you know, you don't, you, you've never met an overnight success. You've met, uh, you know, you might have just learned about them, but they've been working hard for 10 or 20 years, you know, behind the scenes. And, and they've had so many, um, ups and downs and wins and losses and successes and failures that you just haven't seen. And all of a sudden they're big and in front of you and, and successful. And you're like, Oh, this is overnight success. No, they've been working their butt off for 10 years or 12 years or 20 years, you know? Um, so I think looking at, um, looking at the failures and being able to get past it, you know, I think it, a lot of it comes back to just getting bigger on the inside. Um, I think it was Charles Swindoll, you know, he said that life is, um, 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. Um, and that's a huge difference, you know, and I think a lot of times people allow themselves to get into a victim mentality or the blame game or coming up with excuses. And that's really a, a way that people kind of circle the camp, if you will, of failure and being, you know, not being good enough is just like, well, um, they did this or they didn't do that. Or if I would have done this, you know, and so um, I think getting bigger on the inside um, one of the biggest lessons I learned playing basketball for so, so much of my life was, um, the difference between playing not to lose and playing to win. And, um, and my son is, my oldest son is, um, eighth grade this year and, and I've seen it, uh, in him as well, you know, and, and being a parent now on the other side and not being the athlete on the court, um, you know, I just want to fix it. And I, and you can't like the person that's going through it is the one that has to flip the switch and get through it. And I think when it comes to life, if I could make the metaphor to sports uh, and basketball specifically, because that's what I know the best, but playing not to lose versus playing to win. Like if, when you're playing not to lose, you're playing tight. You know, you're, you're, you're playing to not make the mistake. You're playing to not get pulled back to the bench because you, you know, you're like, you're, you're very tight and over analytical and, and maybe even late to where you need to be, you know, because you're playing so tight, you're playing not to lose versus playing to win is you're going for it and you're working hard, but you're also competitive in it. Like you're not just running to the ball, like you're cutting somebody off to get to the ball before them and you're making something happen, you know, and that's, it's just a difference. Like you're just looser and you're, and even if you're missing shots, like you're just going for it. And so when it comes to life, like playing not to lose, um, as a business owner, um, it would be avoiding risk or staying in the comfort zone or, um, being controlled by that fear of, of failure or, you know, um, that fear of not measuring up, you know, or the comparison game, um, being anxious, you, know, you can still be tight and self-conscious as a business owner, just like you can as an athlete, you know? And so playing not to lose. <laughs> That's amazing yeah. how you just did that. Like you just seamlessly, like, it's so true. There's like no difference. Like, cause, and, and also when you're playing to win, it's so fun. It's so enjoyable. Like, yeah. Like, and the momentum. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah the, the momentum, momentum that comes with it. And, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you just well, I think, that beautifully. I think when you're playing to win, you know, because they're, they're not synonymous. Like, they're not they're not the same thing. They're, they're different things. And so I think when you're playing to win as a business owner um, or even just as a, a you know, a solid employee, uh, you know, um, it's risking exposure, which, you know, we said it's, it's getting bigger on the inside. It's being able to, to handle hard things and, um, and get through, get through them. It's, it's living, you know, fearlessly that, yeah, I'm going to fail and, uh, and I'm going to mess up, but, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep taking the next step and just kind of, I guess, being loose and, um, and really thinking beyond yourself. Um, because I think the perfectionist in so many of us is, um, my dad used to call it navel gazing, you know, like you're just so concerned and tunnel visioned with me, myself and I, and, and my mistakes and, you know, what I could have done or whatever. Um, and it's being able to look up and see beyond yourself, I think is a huge part of, is moving forward and failing forward and having that success that you want. And as you know, running multiple businesses and even in basketball, right? And so a lot of times as business owners, entrepreneurs, it's always, you know, sometimes tends to be like dialed in, focused, head in the sand. And a lot of people listening to this, that's where they're at, right? They're in the building stage, they're in the grind stage, and they're in the determination stage. And we all know everybody on this podcast, and even I had to learn the hard way, you can't do it alone, right? Just like on the basketball court, you couldn't do it alone. You had to have your team. And so even transitioning into where you are today, running these multiple businesses and everything that you're saying, so it all makes sense. How important would you say that having an accountability partner, a right-hand man, somebody that you can be vulnerable with, somebody that's going to drop the ego, somebody that's going to drop the pride, and that you're going to be able to share these things with that you're going through? Because it's different. The conversations look different than what me and you're having and versus what you're having with your kid and versus what you're having with your husband, which is your business partner, right? Yeah. And so you've yeah. got to be able to have that group. Do you have a group? Do you have somebody that you can, like we have a mastermind group. So I'm curious with you, what what do you lean on when you go through those tough times? Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've had a couple different seasons of um, counsel, like counseling, having mm. people um, in my life that aren't really in the thick of it with me, you know, um, but are licensed and they know how to walk through hard things and uh, how to get through hard things. And so I really believe in in Christian counseling, specifically um, people who have a solid biblical worldview, and they're not just going to tell you their own opinion, but they're going to take it back to, um, you know, filtering it through the word of God. And and that's how I want to live my life, you know? And so um, I try to get people like that in my life um, that I can talk to that aren't really up close and personal sometimes, you know, but they can talk me through those hard things. And then um, obviously my husband is um, a solid rock in my life and and he knows more about me than anybody, um, you know, and, and we have really solid family and, um, you know, both, both sets of our parents are still alive, thankfully, and we're close to both of them. And then um, my sister-in-law is actually one of the people that I lean on a lot. And so I think having those, having those teammates, if you will, around you in life, um, they all play different roles, you know, and you're going to have mentors in your life and the, your mentors aren't your friends. Um, they, you shouldn't treat them like friends. You shouldn't treat them like the buddy, buddy, like you're learning from them and they're your mentors, you know, and then there's going to be friends and then there's going to be acquaintances. And, and I think finding, finding the, um, almost naming the different people in your life and the, the parts that they play, you know, um, if you, if you know athletics, usually the best teams, they all have a role. 
Um, each person has a role on the team. And the minute you start to step over your role, you, you mess up the dynamics of the team. And so even as a, a business owner, as a, as a person in relationship, um, identifying who's around you and what role they're playing in your life and what role you're playing in their life. Um, you know, there's, there's people that I would love to help. Um, and I would love to set them straight, but they don't, I'm not, I'm not that person in their life. And so if I try to speak up and, and help them through something in their life, cause I see it and I want to help them, um, it might not be received. And so I might just be wasting both of our time, you know? So identifying the people who are in your life has been, uh, really important. I think really helpful, um, and being able to, you know, lean into the people that you need to lean into and, and hold back from the people that you need to hold back from. Cause not everybody needs to know your life story. Not everybody needs to know the darkness, you know, that's, that's, you know, residing in parts of your life. Like not everybody needs to know all that stuff. And, and that's, a, and knowing that and being okay, um, you're not hiding anything. You're not being deceitful. Um, you're just, you're just using boundaries and being cautious. Um, and, and, um, you know, you're, you're giving yourself to the people that you need to give to so that you can be accountable, but you're also, um, not divulging too much, uh, information to the people who, who shouldn't really be in on all of that. Does that make this sense? is phenomenal advice. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like everything you can rewind this yes. for the next yes. five minutes and listen to this like three, four times. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> you could, you could, you could uh, skip a lot of heartache. Uh, you could skip a lot of troubles and issues if you just followed that advice right there. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's and, and if you haven't been through it, you might not understand. But once you've been through it, you're like, yeah, that's what you, what you said right there. Could save you a lot of time and trouble, and and doing things in the right way in the right order could just speed things up so much quicker, or just keep you in a place that uh, that you want to be, as opposed to oh man, I've just like you said stepped over that line. Now I'm doing this, and I shouldn't be. And now look at the train wreck I caused. Now I got to yeah. clean it up. So now you're not yeah. focused on the things that you could be doing that are positive that you were made to do. So yeah, okay. it's, that's, that's wisdom. You just spoke right there. <laughs> what, was there ever a time, Jody, in your life, um, everything that you've been through, right, where you were that individual that just had your head down? You're like, I don't need help from anybody. I can do everything on my own. I can DIY it. I don't need a who's. I just need to figure out the how and the what. It's I'm just going to focus on what I can control and I'm not going to lean on anybody around. Was there ever a point in your life? That you went through? Um, I'm sure. I mean, I'm human. You know, we all go through those seasons of life. Um, you know, there, there was, I think before I really started seeing a counselor, um, this would have been in between my two boys. Um, so maybe about more than 10 years ago, I think I had never seen a counselor before. And, um, and I was very, I was very private. Like I've always been a vault, you know, like to all my friends, they all know, like we can tell Jody anything and she'll, nobody else is going to learn about it. Well, that's a really positive thing for friends to say, but, um, it's also your biggest strength can be your biggest weakness. And so I kept a lot of things about, um, my life and me and my mental struggles to myself. And so, um, I think, uh, as a, as a recovering stuffer, um, you know, <laughs> like um, we just like stuffed everything in yes. and, and, you know, you're over-processing and over-analyzing and that, that nursing and rehearsing of failures that I mentioned, um, I know it because I, I used to do it and, you know, and so, um, I think for me, it was probably, um, well over a decade ago where I, I kind of hit that, maybe that moment of that season of just like, okay, I can't. I don't feel like I can share 
what's really going on with people. And so I'm just going to figure it out. Um, and that wasn't helpful. You know, that actually created, um, kind of a, I call it my dark, my dark year, you know, um, where there was just some things that I was, I really struggled with and, and really had to get, get out of that hole, uh, mentally. And so, um, you know, the breakthrough came when I started talking about it, I started talking about it to my husband, um, to my parents, you know, and just like, Hey, th- I'm struggling. This is where I'm at. What I don't want to go to the next level that I know is on the other side of this door, um, of darkness, you know? And so yeah. help me get through it. And that's the first time that we saw a counselor, um, Ryan and I saw a counselor together and it was really helpful, you know, because it wasn't about, it wasn't about, we weren't even at a crisis moment yet. You know, like I wasn't at the crisis point yet. I just, I had worked with so many people over the years and had seen it in so many other people that there was that, that was that realization of, okay, I can either draw the line in the sand and open up to the right people and get through this um, and get through it successfully, or who knows what's going to happen. You know, if I keep walking this path and try to do it by myself. And so uh, I think the breakthrough was when I started, when I said something, you know, um, and I didn't say everything all at once, but just opening up my mouth and, and starting the conversation was, um, was the, the breakthrough. It's a common theme. It's a, honestly the, the amount of people we've had on and I mean, Sean, we've, we've talked about it openly on, on, on the podcast, just that we've all had that moment of just what has happened. You mm-hmm. know, you're cruising along, you're making it happen. You're, you're feeling good. It's looking good. And yet there's like, I don't know if it's unfulfillment or just whatever that thing is. It's just like a, a crash and burn moment and something's got to change. And yeah. what's interesting, like what you just said, there's this moment where you you go see someone, you go talk it out. Sean went to go see a coach. Whole world changed when he flipped that around. That life coach, mm-hmm. uh, myself included. I went and saw a coach, and I, I, I went to therapy too. And I, could, I treated it like a, a coaching, and, and just getting it out—it's yeah. a miracle almost. Like how you feel to let that out. Hence, why it's so important to have mentors and or a mastermind group Absolutely. or go see therapy. You know, it's it's. That we're not meant to bottle stuff up, and you know, talking to God is is a wonderful form of getting it out. And He would encourage us to go seek guidance from those who have sure. wisdom. You know? And so, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. It happens over and over again. The people who go seek it out see success afterwards. Like yeah. th- that's that's what yeah. the, there's a common theme that I've noticed. I mean, I'm sure it's not true for everyone, but everyone that we've spoken to that said that they go on once they get that out the way. It's like the darkness has been cleared to see the light and you see the direction you want to go. And it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. You, you and, I, and I think winning, uh, getting through that is, you know, is if we called it winning, I think, I think winning is, is a hundred percent about you, like getting through it, um, and getting to the other side. But I think it's also a hundred percent, not about you, uh, yeah. which I know isn't like a, an actual math equation, but, um, somehow, you know, the fight of our life is, um, is a hundred percent about you. And getting through it and getting to the other side, but it's also 100% not about you. Like there's people that need you. There's people that need your story. There's people that need your business. There's people that need um, your mentorship. There's people that need your friendship. There's people that need um, that need you to be their protege. You know, like there's just yeah. people need you. And so I think the fight or that the the winning it, it's 100% about us getting through whatever we're go- going through and getting to the other side. Um, but I think it's also a hundred percent, not about us because there's people, um, in this generation and the next that are, are believing or needing, uh, what you have to bring to the world. And so, um, 
yeah, I just, I try to keep that in mind, you know, like, um, when we, when we show up, um, we, we can make a difference. And so it's a hundred percent about us and a hundred percent not. Love it. Jody, you mentioned one of the, one of my favorite words in you and knows this about me. And I think I'm going to get this tattooed. I think I figured out my tattoo that I'm going to get. You said, you said in you obsess, uh, obsession yeah. in, in, in college and you said it multiple times. And you also said uh, something along the lines of visualization, manifestation, mm-hmm. right? You had the pictures, yep. you had that in front of you. Yeah. Have, have you applied that same mindset, same fundamentals concept with obsession, visualization, uh, manifestation for where you are right now with your family, your kids, your businesses? Because I just think that, that for me is like, is, is everything top three. Right? Highly underrated yeah. too. Yeah. Highly underrated. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not, I wasn't a big believer in what he just said, but I've been doing it more. And I think all of the big things that have happened in my life, I did obsess. I did kind of visualize right. and I got those things every time and more, yes. but I don't do it on the regular. And he, and he's kind of got me back into doing this thing and, and, and things are starting to happen. So yeah, I'm very curious on how you're going to answer that, that question. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think, I think it's really important, you know, to, to put those things in front of you and, and first of all, know where you are, you know, like red dot yourself and then know where you want to go. I mean, that's, that's the only way that we can get where we want to go is if we know where we're going, right? Like, and then we also know where we are, um, because then we have to mind that gap, um, in between where we are and where we want to go. And so, yes, I think, um, identifying, where you want to go is really important and identifying where you are is really important. Um, as a family, we started doing vision boards, um, between Christmas and new year's about five years ago. And so, um, my, you know, my youngest is eight now, but so when he was three, um, you know, we would get around with, uh, you know, um, our family and, you know, we had a few cousins and so there was multiple kids there. And, um, you know, when, when you have a vision board for a three-year-old, like there's just football stickers everywhere, you know, and like <laughs> I put a couple Jesus stickers and like music notes, you know, like, but it, it changes over the years. But, um, you know, we, we sit down every, um, every year between Christmas and New Year's and we, and we create, you know, we have packets, um, that, you know, what kind of recap our year before and, uh, where we want to go. Um, and we've just been doing it that the family, you know, there's, they're not groaning about it anymore. Like they just know that we're doing it. Um, and we have mostly boys, you know, so they're not in our, like even in our extended family. So it's not like super crafty, like it's very, um, you know, it's very um, pointed and to the point, but yeah. So I think we, we try to do that in an effort of visualization and, um, and you know, what you said is manifestation of just like putting it out there, like where, where do you want to go? this year and, you know, um, not just the books that you want to read and, um, the things you want to accomplish, but like, who do you want to be as Mm. a person this year and, and how can we get there as a family and how can we support each other as a family? And so, um, yeah, I think it's so important to be able to do that, um, to, again, just be able to kind of get on that pathway of, um, of what your heart is taking you, where your strengths can take you. Um, and where your passions can take you, um, being able to identify some of those things and putting it all together. It sounds so, um, simple, but it's not easy. And so taking that time to, um, to get to know yourself a little bit better every single year and just take that next step forward. Um, and even when you take a couple steps back, getting up and taking another step forward, um, if you keep doing that in real life, you'll be further. 
I was going to say, can you speak to maybe one or two of the vision boards, maybe your, your, yours or maybe your son's or your husband's or some, anyone, like one or two that were just like, whoa, like didn't expect, I, mean, I know we put it out there, but it happened. Like, is there any kind of any one of those that are like, man, that really, that wouldn't have happened without this type thing? Um, you mean like we wrote something down and it came? Yeah, came to fruition. Or? Yeah, yeah, it came to, yeah. it was ones that stand out. Um, man, I'm putting me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think, yeah, just the, the business that we started last year, um, my husband and I, you know, we had a, we've had a dream in our hearts for, um, several years and, you know, it's kind of always gotten up on the vision board and, um, you know, we, and like I said, we've started lots of businesses over the years, um, and some have taken off and some haven't. I think the stat is, you know, what is it like? 80% of businesses fail in the first year. Yeah. And then, you know, 50% of the 20%, you know, fail the next year. Like it's just, it's, it's really bad statistics actually, if you think about it, um, but, but we just keep starting businesses, you know? Um, so, but I think it, I think the year before we had really set out to like, okay, we're going to make we're going to make some moves, you know, in the next couple of years to set ourselves up to really accomplish some of these dreams that we have in our heart to do. Um, and, and one of those was starting this business that, um, I started last year, um, just with digital marketing and, and helping other businesses. And, um, I've been in marketing most of my career in my life. And so I'm taking it to the next level of really helping, um, small, medium-sized businesses has been um, a huge blessing and also a lot of fun this last year. So that's probably my best example. What What, what are you doing well in, in that marketing business? Like, what, what could you speak to that that you're like, yeah, from all our experience, I'm doing, we're doing this right. We know to avoid this pitfall, and we're doing this right. And maybe even some of the, oh man, didn't see that one coming. Even with all our experience, could you speak to some of those? Yeah, well, we do mostly um, meta, you know, ads. So Facebook and Instagram ads. Uh, we do some Google ads for businesses. Um, we also do, you know, copywriting and 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 I've known about funnels um, for most of my life, like sales funnels, you mm -hmm. know. But I've really focused in on them the last couple of years, and so learning and learned how to um, just help businesses grow, um, you know, and and coaches to reach more clients and help more people and and make money in the process, you know. And so um, I think being able to just hone in on some of the skills that I've I've learned and been around, um, but also learning new skills, you know? So I was an Adobe, Adobe girl, you know, for years and, um, and worked on that platform for years. And, uh, there's just so many other technology and software available now that, um, I've had to learn new things, but it's been really helpful. And so I think just keeping that open mindset of, um, you know, there's so much that you can bring to the table that maybe you think, you know, but be keeping your hand open, of, okay, I'm going to hold on to the things that I need to, but I'm also going to be open to the things that I need to learn. Um, yeah. I don't know if that really answers your question, but no, it does. That's, that's wisdom, you know, and just as far as the structure of the business and, and, and what it takes to grow and to do the right things, infrastructure, like you've mm -hmm. probably had a lot of that. Like we, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Well, you know, that this piece needs to go there and you know, this piece needs to go there. And, and uh, have you been relying on those to to have this kind of success in the marketing business. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, we've invested in mentorship and, you know, different courses and things to just take our skills to the next level and, um, you know, being able to make the best decisions that are, are most helpful and that are um, in line with the, the trends of what's happening today. 
you know, and so that's business structure. That's, um, you know, running ads, knowing how to keep up with the times because, you know, the algorithm is always changing and um, being able to shift and adapt is is hard for business owners. And so to have somebody who's on your side, on your team that is in that every day and working on multiple accounts and, you know, working with hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of a year, um, even if your business is only spending, you know, two to $5,000 a month, you feel like maybe you're not maybe um, a, a huge, you know, drop in the bucket, but having somebody like us on your team that, you know, we're working with multiple um, businesses and multiple coaches across the gamut. And so when sales aren't happening in January and you're like, I'm a failure, I'm done. You know, we're like, no, there's no sales aren't really happening anywhere. Like it's low for everybody, you know, because it's the January blues, like just calm down, you're fine. And you, you can have that relief, you know, of knowing that you're not on an island somewhere all by yourself. So, cool. so uh, what the news says, right? Economies and shambles. The economy's going down. Everything's all over the place. And I don't watch a lot of the news, and actually, I don't watch any news at all. I just want to know <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't and I was going to say, I don't. I, this is a news yeah. question. Maybe we should skip no, it. it, it, it <laughs> but, but it is a question because there's a lot of business owners out there. Like you said, the ratios speak for itself as far as uh, the percentages that fail, the ones that are starting up. But me and Ewan's philosophy and our mentality is like, this is the time to shine. Tony Robbins says it, right? It's like building the winter. This is the winter month. Yeah. Are you seeing with businesses that you're working, you said you've been in business, uh, this this marketing agency for, for a little over a year now, I think. Uh, are you seeing business owners, small businesses, the ones that you're working with, like, trying to like, well, you know what, let's not pump out as many marketing dollars. Are you starting to see like contraction or are you starting to see businesses like let's pour it into, this is the time that we want to build. This is the pre or this is a season to, or we call it separation season, right? Where we know everybody else, all the other business owners that will fail, unfortunately, they yeah. are trying to withhold everything. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I'm trying to figure out the best way to answer it from my experience, I think, I think it honestly depends on the business owner's mindset. Mm. Honestly, like it yeah. doesn't really matter um, what industry they're in or what their end goal is, what their product is, if, whether they're a coach um, helping, you know, right now one of our clients is a, a musician you know, and so he's been on rock star stages for, um, you know, his whole career. Now he's kind of swiveling the chair to become a coach for up and coming musicians, you know. And so that's like a totally different industry than the skincare industry that we're working with as well, you know. Um, and so I think it really comes with the mindset of the person that is running the business, because if they think scarcity, then they're going to contract, you know. But if they think abundance, um, then they're going to think, okay, well, now's the time to shine. Like you said, um, I just, I looked up um, while you were asking that question, you know, businesses that started um, in 2008 and it didn't pull up for me really quick. But I, if you Google the businesses that started after that recession in 2008, I mean, it was businesses like Uber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like you've got a business that didn't even exist before 2008. And now almost everybody has that app on their phone, yep. you know? Yeah. And so I think um, having that, it's the mindset and it's the difference between scarcity and abundance that really makes a difference. Yeah. I saw that video on Netflix with, uh, was it Super Pumped? I think is what's the name of it. And man, pure gold. Great movie. You seen it, Ewan? 
I haven't seen that. I need to see oh, that. What's it called? Yeah. Uh, Super Pumped. It's called Super Pumped, but it's the story of, of Uber. And yeah. so it's from start to finish. But yeah, it shows all like the trials and tribulations and everything that we've been talking about. So it's a good, it's a good story tale of Uber. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Everything that he That's went so through. so cool. And, and, and uh, Joe, did you say you and your husband are working together on or your, your partners in the business or uh, is he, he has his own thing? Um, yeah, sort of. We, I mean, I think we partner in everything that we do or we try to. That's cool. What, 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 what different aspects do you bring to the table? If you could explain real quick, that would be, I, I, we're running out of time, but I really want to know. There's, I got a couple of quick questions before we go. Because yeah, he, well, I think um, he's definitely more of the visionary between the two of us. And the other question I have too, I'll just mention it. Well, and you can answer both, but um, I saw, I was researching just to, to get to know you a little bit before you came on the show. Um, you mentioned your sons and uh, I think it was maybe a Instagram November post. Both of them are in gray suits and both on crutches. I was <laughs> oh, like, I didn't get that, to figure out why yeah, that happened. No, so that was my oldest son and his friend. Um, oh, that was school. his friend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was both the, your boys. Okay. Yeah. So it was my, my son and his friend. Um, <clears throat> they both hurt their ankles. Um, and Ugh. so, uh, within a couple of weeks of each other. And so they were both on crutches for, um, our church's homecoming, um, wow. that we did. It's so. a cool picture. They, they were both smiling hard. Yeah. <laughs> they, they showed up, um, at the event and our, our youth pastor thought that they, it was a prank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah. could show them the swelling to prove that it's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, no, but I think my, my husband and I, you know, we, we try to do things as a family. And so, um, we definitely tried to bring, um, each of our strengths to the table and he's definitely more of like the the visionary behind, um, our relationship. (laughs) Sorry. I keep, my my throat is just not cooperating with me. (laughs) It's okay. Um, Long form content today, Jody. You're going to start at 6 a.m. my time, you know, so I'm like, (laughs) work for me, boys. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, and then I'm, I'm more of like the, the planner, the processor, you know, the one that, that likes spreadsheets. And so, um, we, we try to play off of each other in that way. That's beautiful. That's, that's, that's a great partnership, but it's great to have, have that. Awesome. Jody, thank you so much for your time, energy, and effort today. We really appreciate you spending some time on the Level Up Live podcast. You have brought nothing but pure gold, I like to call it. Yes, this is such a good episode. I'm so excited that you came on. And, and, and man, and the courage in the, in the nature that you, you jumped at this opportunity, we didn't even get to talk about it, but just it was a, it was a courageous thing. And, and it just speaks to everything that you just said, that, um, the kind of person that you are. So we're just so grateful that you you. you said accepted to come on so yeah well hey thanks for the opportunity um it was it was a lot of fun and i i really appreciate the time to be here where can our uh, listeners and audience where can we support you or how can we support you um well i mean it sounds like a lot of your listeners are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah um and so you can find me at um reneedouglasdigital.com Um, And we've got some, yeah, we've got everything from, you know, marketing, copywriting, building websites. Um, We just, uh, we just released a course last fall um, to help business owners. And um, man, my throat doesn't like me today. 
um, we did so well. And then we get to the end and it's just not liking me, but <clears throat> it's for, it's for business development, marketing, automation. So, um, business owners who might be starting up or they're not really ready to have a big marketing budget and want to do things that, you know, organically, um, it's a great opportunity to just learn some of the things that uh, we could do for you, but you could do it yourself and learn it in a succinct way. Um, it's one of the most comprehensive courses that I've ever seen. And I probably um, learned as much or more than I did with my business degree, honestly. Oh, um, with this course. That, so. That's so cool. Yeah, we, we'll definitely put that in the show notes because there's a lot of people that, whether they know it or not, they need it. So at some point, they'll know to come back and get it if they don't get it here today. So, Final question, Jody. Okay. What does level up and live mean to you? I haven't asked this. You haven't wanted to ask it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What does level up and live mean to me? Um, I think it means um, going the extra mile and um, well, showing up, I guess, first Mm. showing up and then going the extra mile and, um, and, and being here for whatever happens and keep moving forward. Mm. I love that. Keep moving forward. Amen to that. Well, Jody, thanks so much for coming on and and we look forward to seeing uh, all your success and uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks, Jody. So fun. Thank you so much. Level up and live, baby. Let's go. What an inspiring conversation with Jody Cameron. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us bring you more amazing content. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and be sure to share this podcast with a friend who needs a dose of inspiration. And make sure to check out our show notes for free guides and planners to help you make 2024 your best year yet. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, keep striving for greatness.